welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Welcome back. I am Danny Ryan, joined with you in studio, Tony Scott. How you doing, Danny? Good. Happy birthday or belated, Thank Tony. You. Thank you. Um, and Carl East is on the phone for a little bit of today's show up in Duluth where they had a little bit of water this weekend. Yeah, I'm slowly digging myself out a little, little tunnel and popping up out of my gopher pole in the you know, couple feet of snow we got here. But here I am. <laughs> well, your house is on a hill. That, does that make it even harder to shovel? Um. I wouldn't say it makes it harder to shovel. It does make it harder to, you know, deal with the, the road that really covered the snow also. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, well, Carl, you finally released another top ten ranking. We've been drooling over it, but we also reserved excitement because Tony and I have not looked at it yet. It's been I'm, hard, I'm, but I've not looked. I'm, I'm excited. Think you're, you're, you're so excited about my rankings that, you know, they've been up for 12 hours and you haven't looked at them. It seems normal, though. <laughs> yes. This is, this is true. Very normal. <laughs> well, let's have it. All right. Your new top ten for the week of December 1st, 2019. Uh, number one, I have Eden Prairie. Well, there's a shocker. Yeah, that's not very surprising. I saw them play last night, Tony, without one of their key players. Yeah. Uh, as we reported yesterday on YHH, Jackson Blake has officially been re- – was ruled ineligible earlier this uh, sometime in this semester, and his petition was not approved by the state high school league. It has not been a final. He hasn't been told no that he's not petitioned in, but he hasn't been told yes. And there are several dates along the lines. Just to so you know, Peter and I did quite a bit of research. We talked to Craig Perry at the state high school league, asked him for comments. We worked with. Uh, Lee Smith and Mike Grant, and all the way down the line, getting as thorough as reporting as we possibly can. From what we gather, Jackson could be eligible as early as their next game uh, because the petition could go through, or it could be late December, maybe in time for the Hockey for Life tournament, or as far down the line as January 20th. Jackson ended school at Shattuck last year before Christmas, Eden Prairie's semester really didn't start until January 20th for high school. So he had like 30 days of no school. So he could start his high school career at Eden Prairie, could start as late as January 20th, which would be just unfortunate for everybody, Jackson and Eden Prairie and hockey fans. Yes. And we're hockey fans, and we would rather see him be eligible for their next game. But yeah. rules are rules, and we're just going to have to wait to see what the high school league says. And he was playing JV, I saw as well. Yes. So, Which is kind of funny. Probably and practicing with the varsity. Strange how that works. <laughs> yes. Now, it, I think it was probably a little bit clear that they're still missing Jackson, even though they have a lot of uh, um, studs on their team. Carl, did that factor in at all on your rankings? I didn't really, because, you know, Eden Prairie went out and they won their one game that they had, and they looked good doing it. I watched much of that game on my TV here. Um, so I, and, you know, no one behind them really made a loud case to jump above them either. I mean, there are certainly some teams that had good starts to the season, but no, no one that made you say the team is definitely better than my preseason number one. Right. It's right. fair. Okay. All right, let's hear the rest of the nine. Yeah, who's number two? Sure, number two is we have some movement here. Number two is Rosemont. Yeah, that's a first-hand bias, Carl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I both saw the same game. Yes, and it was very, very dominant. And their five to three win over Eastridge is what really lofted them up there. Or was the six nothing win over Jefferson? What What was it that did it for you? They haven't beaten anybody. Who's been the top guy? They've been the top guy. And they're not in the top ten anymore. I guarantee no, you. No, they are. All right. All right. Just throwing that <laughs> out there. Number three. Number three. Number three is, is Maple Grove. Another mm. undefeated team that's had a couple of good wins at the start. 
Win against Edina. Uh, a close win this week that we'll talk about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, number four. Number four, I've got Andover. I like and that. Again to Blake. Just took the home and home, but otherwise doing Andover things. Number five. Uh, number five, we have Benilde St. Margaret's. Drops a couple spots after the loss to Grand Rapids. Which they ought to be coming up pretty soon, any minute now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting there. Number six is Blake. Our split with Andover, so I can't have them too far from the Huskies. Right. Interesting. Agreed. Uh, seven is Hill Murray. Want to know? Beat, beat a good Blaine team. Still yeah, getting I, interesting. I like that. I like. I, I knew that Hill had to go yeah, up from number nine. We knew nine. Hill had a jump, but all right. Interesting. Okay. Now eight. Number eight is the much anticipated Grand Rapids. Ah, you and I were at the rink tonight after that win over Benilde. Danny and said yeah. they would be at seven. Yeah, they couldn't be any higher than seven. They, you know, but I, I still see them. I think you're right on, Carl. I think seven or eight is flip of a coin. Blake might be high in my book. I think so too. You've seen Blake. I've, I've seen, seen Blake. Yep. So, anyways, number I nine. Think, uh, you know, I was about to say I can't regret Blake, but he had to beat Andover, so he can't respect that result. Uh, number nine, I have Blaine. Ooh, that's uh, no walk the hill, but beat Edina, so. Yep. They should fought in between the two. A really good win over Edina, too. I mean, solid comeback yeah. win. Actually. Yeah, that's a good win. And, and they did that without Carson Rickles in the third period over time, which was impressive. Uh, was he out? I don't. Do you know he why? He was out. It was unclear why, but he went, he went off. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And then number 10, then, drum roll, please. Number 10, I have listed Lakeville South into the top 10. Ooh. I don't think your 20 would like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I actually like Lakeville North. We'll probably talk yeah. about that a little bit too. Yeah. I really like really, Lakeville one North. Had a good start to the season. Do you want to rip off your just without much discussion the last the next few on your the notable 11 to 25? Uh sure. In next couple are White Bear Lake, Edina, Minnetonka, Moorhead, um Lakeville North coming right in there at 15. So, yeah, you got some of the Lake teams that are losing games but being competitive, and also some of the teams like White Bear that are hanging in there but haven't been you know, tested by a real high end team yet. Oh, wow. Just tosses East under the bus again. Right. <laughs> right. 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 It's what it is. <laughs> well, there were a ton of games. Yeah. And before we, we get to the games last week, just a quick shout out to our sponsor, Red and Black League. They got. A North League and a South League now. This thing is just growing at the seams, you know, bursting at the seams. Great league. If you live in the northern suburbs of the Twin Cities, you can play in the league now. They had a league champ, uh, North North champion and a South champion. And the South and North champion play uh, to a final, and it's a great league. If you want to play in the spring during baseball or lacrosse season, you want to play in the fall during soccer or or football season, it's a great league. Or if you're just looking to stay fresh between uh, the summer season and the winter season, uh, or the the winter season and the fall season, it's a it's a great league to play in. Check out Red and Black League at redandblackleagues.com. Okay, with um, ran into some Red Black League alums. The Jungles were at the game, the first game that I'll talk about that yeah. happened last Monday. Let's hear it. Uh, Benilde and Edina. Four to three, Benilde over Edina. Tony, you and I were at this game. It we was were. a pretty evenly matched game. Yeah, and it was got you know the last half of the game was really exciting. I would Back say that that forth. was a fluky goal that put him ahead uh, for Benilde, or maybe that I was the know. tying goal. I think it was a goal. second goal. Whatever it was, a, it, it was, was a dump in whistle blue. It was. It was. It was not a goal. I'll put it that way. Yeah, when you dump the puck in, ref blows a whistle, and then it goes through the legs of the goalie. Does that count? No, it does Only, not count. It counts in St. Louis Park, though. <laughs> yeah, and that was for Benilde, correct? Yes, yeah, that was, was for Benilde's legs. Yeah, I I thought that Edina might have a chance to tie it up. I thought both of these teams were kind of evenly matched. Like I thought Edina the outplayed game. them in the second half of the yes. game. Yes, yes. Uh, but Benilde did what they needed to do. They got a goal. 
uh, Jackson Bassan scored a goal and they win the game. Hats off to Benilde for getting a win over a team that is no longer in, in Carl's top ten, even though I think they deserve to be that ten slot. I think, I think if Lakeville South and Edina played, I think Edina would win. It's kind of one of those things, like if Alabama lost two games in a row, yeah. does Alabama drop out of the top ten? No. No. Not with Nick Saban coaching or Kurt Giles coaching. I don't know, Carl. Did you hear that? <laughs> I don't know. I thought Alabama lose this weekend. So yes, they did lose. Right now. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yes. I'm so bummed to see Alabama lose. Much sadness. Oh, gosh. Uh, was happier me. to see the Gophers lose, but that's just me. Another discussion for another day. <laughs> um, Mankato West 5, Minnesota River 2. Why is that significant? I think it's significant when a state team loses so early in the season. I think I thought they lost a lot of players from their team last year. I don't. I don't expect a lot out of those guys this year. Okay. Um, what about this score? Um, Moorhead six, Brainerd zero. That's big news. I think. Yeah, I think that's a big score for Section Eight. Section Eight and Section Seven had some funky scores this Ooh, week. Ooh, did they ever? And we'll talk about a lot of them. But this was a statement um, win. I thought for the Spuds. What do you think, Carl? Uh, I don't. I think Brainerd's a bit down this year, so I'm not, you know, overawed by this one. But still, obviously, anytime you're beating a section rival, six nothing, that's always a solid result. What about this section rival, Carl Rogers and Buffalo? Rogers seven, Buffalo two. Yeah, that was a head scratcher. <laughs> and I think Rogers has suddenly opened our eyes. They're off the blazing start. Uh, their other win was over Noka, so not nearly as exciting. But uh, suddenly, the section looks a little more interesting there. I put the eye pop when it's kind of an, an emoji on a score. I put two eye pops on this one. <laughs> and uh, um, I think this Rogers thing is real. I th- that's just staggering. They're very confident. They have a new coaching staff. I've seen stranger things happen in high school hockey. I'm not saying they're the, the number one seed or anything crazy like that, but I think everyone in 8AA saw that tweet. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, a pretty close game that, Carl, you were at on Tuesday, Hermantown um, 5, F-Lift 2. And that's closer yeah, than that. Fairly competitive game for into the third period. You know, F-Lift hung in there, tied it up and made it 2-2, two to two, but then, uh, then the Hermantown machine sort of turned it on and um, so we went to work like Biondi doing his thing. And you know, it's certainly Hermantown dominated most of this game, but... Uh, they also kind of prayed to the box for a while, which kept that list hanging in there for a bit, and it was enough to you know, raise a few questions. Funny you should say, Blake Biondi, he'll be on our show, our Sniper's Edge featured player this week on the show. Yes. Um, so good showing by um, the Golden Bears, I thought, there. Sure. Uh, and then a game that you mentioned earlier, Tony, Rosemount 5, East Ridge 3. 3. The Raptors, right? Yeah. That was a good showing, and Rose Mountain was in the weeds for most of that game, it looked like, on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, head scratcher. Good one, win one by— One note about Rosemont, you'll see this. that The number two team in the state's power play numbers are, like, less than 10% over the last two years. For them to be a state tournament, Final Four, Friday yeah. night type of team, their power play has got to go up by leaps and bounds. Rosemont? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're the number two team in the state, so. Well, the thing that we did last year, or I tried to do, is I tried to correlate power play percentages with it's win true. numbers. It is and so it, true. It, it, your win numbers goes up dramatically just between 16 to 25%. It's like you go to a 20-win team just by doing that type of thing, and it makes a huge difference yep. type of thing. Okay, big win for um, Orono, Orono 3, Monticello 2. I thought that was a good win. They're good. I'm yep. telling you right now, they are good. Uh, now, this is another interesting 8AA, 7AA. St. Cloud, <laughs> not mm. Cathedral, just regular St. Cloud 4, Elk River 3. That was a shocker. That was a shocker. Yeah. Carl, 7AA, yeah, what's going know. on? <laughs> it's, you know, this was probably one of the – you know, outside the top two, with Rapids doing very well, you know, the rest of 7 AA has really had a rough start to the season. Elk are losing this game, East losing a couple of games. Cook had a decent tie to Chaska, I guess, but they haven't really been tested otherwise. But, you know, even if the Elks in this game had, you know, they're not a deep team. So, if, you know, the top two players, Humphrey and Michaelis, aren't going off, maybe they'll have trouble beating even some mediocre teams, and that seems to be what happened in this one. 
But I mean, like Humphreys and Michaelis is enough to beat St. Cloud, you would think. But you would think, yeah. You think it's interesting is um, when these guys were Bams, they were top ten, top five. I I believe they should be right in the mix. Yeah, that one was a head scratcher. Um, But what it also speaks to what St. Cloud. Adds to the mix of this eight double A thing yeah. that we keep bringing up. I, mean, it's I know just, it's crazy what eight double A could be again this year. I think eight double A week over week we're going to drop some scores that are just going to go, huh? huh? I know. <laughs> and this is this is again one of them in this one. We'll get to an, a couple more. St. Cloud's got a great coach. I mean, yeah. no, it could be a thing. It, you know, it could be. It I could love be. it. Anything that's going to give Morehead make the Morehead people a little bit. Uh, Uncomfortable is good for hockey because they've had <laughs> such a nice run and have was great. They're like, like as he calls it, the Hermantown machine. There's also the Moorhead machine in eight AA, and they know that in eight yes, AA. Absolutely, yeah. Um, where was I? Blake four, Chaska two, decent yeah. win for Blake. Yeah, there. absolutely. Um, and that probably boosted them in your rankings, Carl. Yeah, it just helps them a bit, especially as other teams kind of, you know, were stumbling along in the top ten. It's like, hey, that's a win over a, a pretty good team. Thief River Falls 2, Rozo 1 in overtime. And we're about to do some transitive properties in a little bit. Yeah, there's one coming, that's oh. for sure. Yeah. So, Matamidi 8, Sartell 1. I was at that game. Sartell had a good squad. Their goaltender held them in as much as possible, but once you start to put 40 shots on, the levy's going to break at one point, and it did. That Matamidi team is a fast, buzzing team. They, if there was uh, this week, I have to do the rankings tomorrow morning for 8A or for for Class A. I think I got Matamidi number one. I, literally, yeah. who's better? Herman, who's Hermantown? No, no. Okay. It, they'll play each other at one point this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have Monomita number one. I think they're that strong. Okay. I, they looked very, very good. I'm not going to deny that because I was there. Um, no, that's that's a head scratcher. I don't know who's going right. to. We'll talk maybe a little bit later about okay. that. Just you and I. All right, yeah. Um, Hill Murray two, Blaine, or Hill Murray four, Blaine yeah. two, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Blaine probably hit at least four pipes, and I'm not lying when I say that. And Carson Rickles is every much the Mr. Hockey candidate. Very, very strong in the puck. Um, very big body. Blake is just as tall as they were last year. Um, Blaine. Blaine, sorry. I watched Blake last night. They're not very tall. No. Bl- Blaine is. Blaine <laughs> yes, is. I know. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, he'll just found a way to win. Remy Keppel kept them in the game, and – you know, that's going to have to be some of their, you know, magic this year. It, it was interesting. Um, Lechner did line match to start the game, but line matching against Hanson and Rickles when you have Aishan and Pierre, yeah, it's a size differential there. <laughs> so that was, that was rather interesting. Another interesting story from Wednesday that none of us were expecting, Farmington 4, Prior Lake 3, in overtime. Tony, do you have anything to say about this game? <laughs> I, I'm choosing not to talk. Not. I will not use the words prior and lake consecutively on this show for the remainder of the season. Uh, will you say Lakers? I w- if, it's regar- if it's regarding the Detroit Lake team, yes, okay. but not the one <laughs> – down there? We just talked to – no, I'm never talking about those guys again. Okay. They're banned from my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> okay, so Prior Lake has now hit their banning point. Um, poor Prior Lake. <laughs> poor Prior Lake. Lakeville North was the strong showing over Chaska in the opener, 5-2. to two. That was a pretty solid win top to bottom for the them. Holy Family, too. It's yep. a good squad, I'm telling you. Little Falls, 2. Thief River Falls, 2 in overtime. So again, interesting scores for Thief this week. Speaking of, you know, the, the Bantam to high school, two years ago in the uh, uh, Little Falls was in Minneapolis down at Parade in that state tournament. So those ninth graders are now 11th graders for Little Falls. It tells you something that let's not take our eye off the ball too much with 
Little Falls, and they have a really good goaltender. Uh, Tony Kocher's son, Dane, is the goaltender there. Oh, he was okay. goalie at UND, and now he's the coach at, at Little Falls, longtime coach at Little yeah, Falls. His son, Dane, coach. his son, Dane, is the goalie. Oh, at, okay. And he's a really good goalie, too. So uh, just to just throw out there, like, let's not take, you know, everyone's worried about Sartell. Sleeping on the Flyers. Let's talk about Alex. We're talking about, this. you know, don't forget about Little Falls. I'm Little Falls you. is a powerhouse when no. they were. Yeah, they, they were. were. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, let's just let's not forget about the purple. The Flyers. Well, let's not forget about this other team up north, the Thunderhawks. Now two big wins. Grand Rapids four, Minnetonka three in overtime, and it took Terry Lederbach for Minnetonka to tie it up with a second left. Left second left, yeah. So Carl, he's done that before. <laughs> he's done that before. <laughs> uh, Carl, um, this one probably was a little bit of an eye opener for your rankings, at least. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always said that. You know. One big win, you know, like Grand Rapids win over Benilde is uh, interesting, but, you know, uh, you know, upsets happen all the time. But when you battle off two in a row, that's when you start to stuff and really pay attention to this. You know, this team might have something going here for them here. And uh, from the eyewitness reports I heard from, how like uh, Carter Clapton had an excellent game. He really kept Rapids in it, especially at the end when they talked about throwing everything at them. But, uh, hey, it's two big wins for Rapids, and you have to think they're at least somewhat for real. Yeah, that's a chiropractor game. I literally snapped my head when someone said they beat him. I'm like, what? Again? I mean, this, yeah. is, this is pretty good. Yeah, uh, and uh, the Holiday Classic is shaping up. Yep, absolutely. Um, White Bear Lake 5, the Greyhound 0. Carl, do you have anything on this one? No, I have, I have nothing on that one. Um. <laughs> Are, you Are you banning them? <laughs> Are you banning them? <laughs> that would be that would be something. Anytime Duluth is <laughs> preceded by the word east. east, you're not going to use those two words next to each other. Gray and Hound don't come. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, here's a here's a head scratcher. Maple Grove three, Roso two in overtime. Kyle Kukinen with the game winner. Needed to be. Yeah. That's a good win. <laughs> that's a good win. <laughs> if they had lost or tied, that's a bad tie. That's a bad tie or a bad loss. So good win for them. Now we talked about that's, la- that's Carl's number three team in the state. Right? Yeah. They call it narrow that was. I think this year has so much. I mean, Grand more. Rapids was a couple of games away from being number three in the state, but this year has so much more parity than we've ever. ever. S- that is so true, it, and we're we're finding that out. It, speaking on Maple Grove, I think they're trying. They're finding their man right now. Okay, we talked yeah. about Bobby Brink last oh, year. Yeah. You know the lack of Bobby Brink. Well, this year it's Kyle Kukinen is the man for. Maple Grove, when they needed him the most, he scored in this he game. Does it. He's done it since he was in fourth grade. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm no exaggeration. Every year, it's they somebody, it always comes down to Kyle Kukunen to finish it off, and he did it again. Well, uh, talking about a good game that we were both at, um, St. Thomas Academy 4, Creighton Durham Hall 3. What a fun game that was, wasn't Tale it? Of two I mean, games. for you, it's about being a St. Thomas alum fun, but for me, just as a hockey fan, it was. It was packed. Two big. packed houses, two student sections going back and forth. A lot of things that we can't say on this show. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> I think part of it is that the fact that, that, you know, it was just really festive. And, you know, it was hard to watch, you know, for me, Cretan cough up a lead. that They were basically in the driver's seat in that game halfway through the game, and it just kind of slowly but surely evaporated and slipped away. I talked to Matt Gleason on Saturday before the Eden Prairie game, and he said that we just came out soft. And I was like, that's what happened. You guys came out soft? And in the game? They came third. Out, oh, in the third, absolutely. In yeah, the third. And, and St. Thomas just capitalized on it. And, and hats off to St. Thomas for that. Yeah, so before we move off of this topic – Let's hear your take on the St. Thomas jersey. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Navy blue. I don't mind the navy blue as much as the cross is a weird take on the jersey. I love the cross as a Christian. I don't mind that part of it. 
It's just so plain. The whole thing oh, was it, plain. And the years before, I mean, talk about sharp, sizzle. Sharp. I mean, St. Thomas, they had camels one year. They've well, had sizzle. The blue every and year. white two tiers have been really strong in, in the royal blue and white. And they were they were great. They were really they popped. Yeah. I, I don't like the name on the back of the jersey, but that's a personal that's, take. That's a St. Thomas take, and I get that. Yeah. As a broadcaster, when I'm calling a game, it's easier. No one likes a name on the back better than a broadcaster. Yeah, because it, it helps with that. Or a scout when you're trying to evaluate players. Like, oh, who's 17 again? Oh, yeah. If you see his back three or four times the name on it, it's really easy for scouts. It's really easy for broadcasters. It's really easy for everybody. But I get it. It's the Bobby Knight play for the front, not the back. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that. And it's more of what you know. If you want your school to be known as something, then don't put the name on the back of the jersey. We never had before. So no, I, I'm with you. That was it. But they're, I don't know. They're plain. They're too plain for me. They are too way, way too plain. Especially and I the like wh- plain. The I white like really ones plain. looked like a practice jersey. They almost did look like a practice jersey. I was like, "Is this a joke? Is this the? Is this the?" Cretan- when they came out, is I this the, oh, Cre- the warm up jersey? Yeah, is this the Creton jersey that we're wearing this yeah. year? Yeah. Oh, it's oh. just awful. Oh. Awful. They are so. bad. Just wait to see didn't some like pictures, them. Carl. I didn't like them. They're not good. Anyway, speaking of bad jerseys, um, Hermantown Four. <laughs> <laughs> what did they wear? I love their new stuff they've got. Yeah, the new stuff is better than the old white. With the old look, you mean with the, uh, the old gold? Yeah, but that old white one with the hawk on it. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. With the with the Anaheim Ducks little thing coming up the side. There was Awful. nothing worse than that jersey. Terrible. Anyway, and they wore it for like eight years. They wore it all. I love her. As you guys know, I love her. But the jerseys, I could never say I liked. Their youth jerseys are sharp. Then yeah, they're the high school. It's funny. You wear a really cool jersey as a youth, and then you get to high school, like, hey, with this? we gotta, Can we have the youth ones? Don't worry. Your student <laughs> section is going to do the bird dance, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to celebrate the bird on your jersey. Yep. So, anyways, Hermantown 4, Wyzetta 3. Good comeback win for the Hawks there. I think I picked that, didn't I? I think I did. Yes. And, and that was three third period goals. I want to yeah. say for them, they were they're coming on right now. I don't know why they're not your number one team, but they're mm-hmm. a good squad. Well, how about the um, War Road? Mm. War Road Five, Saint Cloud Cathedral Two. They're the bus legs? Question no. mark. No. Well, <laughs> it could be bus legs. I just think that War Road. If you go back and look at. Youth hockey, like for three, four years dating back, state tournament every year. Pee Wee's Bannons, Pee Wee's Bannons, Pee Wee's. All these kids that are 10th, 11th, and 12th, they've won state championships at Bannons. They've been in the state finals and lost to Orono. I mean, this is, there's just so much talent on this world team. When I saw the score, most people were like, oh, they lost. I'm like, it's about, I was more, it's about time Warroad actually starts to produce with all that talent they have. I'm, I was not surprised, and I'm pretty excited to see what could happen. And they have a lot of recognizable names on that roster oh, as well. Yeah. A lot oh, of brothers yeah. have played on that team. Yes, yes. Now, this was a head-scratcher for 8A, St. Paul Johnson 3, Thief River Falls 0. <laughs> and so now let's do some transitive That's property. That's a double eye popper on my thing last night. I was like, what just happened? So St. Paul Johnson, who beat Thief River Falls, who beat Rozo, who then went into overtime with Maple Grove. That's a random one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I even got Peter's attention on last time. Peter, listen to this. And he's like, what? He couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the other hand, again, going back, dating, everything goes back to youth hockey. This St. Paul Johnson, it was Johnson Como's North St. Paul a couple of years ago with this same crew of kids, they were dynamite. They were a top two, top three Class A team in the state. And a lot of those kids ended up going to Johnson. They didn't go to Hill Maria. They didn't go to North St. Paul. They stayed and played locally. I'm not too surprised that they're successful, but beating Thief up in Thief, that's impressive. That's a good win. That's a really, Ooh, just really good win. Just like you said. Yeah, that's a good win. Yeah. Yeah, so that they must have had bus legs. They no, went all the way up there. Six hours, five hours, no bus legs. They drove to Chicago. <laughs> they basically drove to Chicago <laughs> and won <laughs> in the nicest rink in the state. <laughs> yeah, 
dang near up there. Yeah. Um, well, Rosso actually had a pretty good showing this weekend when they came down. Yes. Um, they beat Centennial three to one. Uh, Rosso, maybe watch out. Maybe. Still maybe. needs some yeah. body. I I feel like Rosal's still a, a line away every year from having the depth to, to get past some of those teams in the AAA. Carl? Yeah, the depth question is real and has been for a while now with Rosal. But, hey, dude, look at what they did to Maple Grove on Saturday, too. You know, they stuck with a much, you know, on paper, much deeper team all through a full game. So, eh, maybe there's something there they can, they can work with. I think so. I mean, again, they got plenty of talent, too. Not as much as Warroad, though, I don't think. No, Warroad's solid this year. Deep. Wyzetta 3, Duluth East 1. Carl, you were at this. You drove through a snowstorm. I did. It wasn't bad getting there. But coming back, it was about the uh, slowest I've ever plotted across the loop. <laughs> and this game got moved up a couple hours to try to squeeze it in. So I did not envy Wyzetta's drive home. No. 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 Anyways, what yeah, what do you think? For the game itself, um, you know, it's probably what you'd expect for a game between East and Wyzetta. You know, very tight, low scoring. Uh, you know, one, one Wyzetta goals is an empty netter, so it, it was tight to the end. Um, but he started out well, but seemed to run out of gas as things went along. Uh, Wyzetta's forecheck took over, and I think smothered the you know, fairly inexperienced East. Um, I think the big question for East, you look at these two games, they scored one goal, and, you know, there was a question last year when they had Ryder Donovan and Ricky Lyle and Logan Anderson, like, you know, where are the goals? Where's the offense coming from? And now they don't have any of those players, and it's just, you know, magnified that much more. And, you know, they can do some creative stuff with teams and, you know, two, three, four checks all they want, but at, some, at the end of the day, you do need to score some goals. Um, yeah. Pretty, uh, East will get better, I would think, as the season goes on, hopefully. I don't there's, think so. Yeah, it's a lot of inexperienced players. And there's some talent there to work with. So they're still looking at a four or five game. They really are, actually. Lakeville yeah. North four, Holy Family two. Another solid win yeah. by the Panthers. There had a good showing at the opener. I thought, yeah, absolutely. I thought the divide between North and South was going to be wider. I think got it a lot got tight, a lot there. tighter. Not according to Carl and his rankings, but. Well, I see where Carl's going with that. I think they're closer than they were. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, Prior Lake, Tony, um, five, STMA four in overtime. Good win for the Lakers, wouldn't you say? Anyways, um, moving on. Blake three, St. <laughs> Thomas Academy two. This was a pretty tight game. Uh, Blake was the better team, I thought, in that game. Um, it uh, STA scored late in the game and then had a couple chances, but for the most part, I thought Blake was faster than St. Thomas Academy. Uh, they were able to take on some of the physicality that St. Thomas tried to bring to them, and Blake had the, a ninth grade goalie playing for them. So there yeah, wasn't I saw Axel that. Reed in there. Uh, Jonas Spath found out at 4 o'clock p.m. he's getting his first varsity start as a ninth grader <laughs> playing for the Bears, and he played quite well. I mean, he had some really big saves. St. Thomas had some stretches there where they owned the zone. Sure. But I thought the better team was Blake, and, and that's why they're ranked, and St. Thomas is just on the outside, I would say. Yeah. Um, Eden Prairie 6, Creighton 2. Um, Mac Leeson couldn't do enough for Creighton here. Scored both of the goals. Um, but I think Creighton's going to be a better team as the season goes on. I, I really liked what I saw out of them. They're young. And Super young. <laughs> but they have – they have a clear Mr. Hockey candidate. And a ton of talent. Yeah. I thought I don't know how Marco played, he played uh, well. on Saturday night, but he played, he played well. great for two and a half periods. And, and it wasn't him. None of those goals in the uh, STA game were his fault. No. It just They just kept coming and keep coming. Even even Tyler Graham's game winner was right off a rebound, a pad, yeah. pad, pass off pad, rebound goal. Um, Tony, Ben Steves who? Ben Steves is a... Mr. Hockey candidate. Is that possible for a kid coming in from Connecticut like that? And is he the next Demetrius Kamotsis? He is. He is. He might be better than him. Really? Yeah, or he's about the same because uh, Demetrius was uh, a, a, almost led the elite league or was closely yeah. in the elite league yeah. that year and then came in and bolstered a second line at Edina. And they didn't win state, but they were definitely in that category. And Demetrius was a Mr. Hockey finalist. Yep. Yep. 
I think he's definitely playing his way into that top ten. Well, when you start, he might be on the show. <laughs> start with a hat trick <laughs> yeah. in July. We didn't even know who the kid was, and then now he could be a headliner on High School Hockey Podcast. Could definitely be. Um, and then Blaine two, Edina one in overtime. We talked about this one a little bit already. I was following that one on Twitter. Yeah, I was too. Um, Blaine definitely. Thank you, Blaine Twitter feed for. Up to the second updates, it was they beautiful. Have a, yeah, they have oh, a very that, strong that man or woman is. Thank you. Yeah, they have I a was strong Twitter that feed. one late Saturday night, trying to keep an eye on it. Yeah, um, Carl, how did this one affect your stuff? Blaine, yeah, I, I saw the, the tail end of this game after moving over from the Eden Prairie game on my trail surfing last night, and yeah, Blaine really fought back. You died ahead of know, obvious edge and shots going into the third period, but Blaine, I think, played a very city game, and even with Rickles out, they. Uh, found a way to, way to tie it up and then you know, looked like, I think, the stronger team and, and win it at, at the end there. Yeah, we'll have to do a little bit more research on that Rickles one. How about that Caden Brzezinski scores the game winner? Yeah. I was like, nope, that's not a typo. That is his name. <laughs> Brzezinski, not Brodzinski. He played on the team last year. Yeah, I know. It's just crazy. Every time I see his name in a bland uniform. I know. Like, it's like, really? Is that really? a phonetical spelling of Brzezinski? <laughs> Anthony Hardaway? <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a middle segment this yes, week. Yes, we do. So, last year's last was kind of a hit. Yeah, there was a lot of people talking about our excuses, whether it be <laughs> on Twitter or in person or text. They were giving us some too. Yeah, tons and tons of excuses. This is a fun one. Okay, kind of a Thanksgiving theme, right? Yeah. So our idea behind this is we're gonna list off some Thanksgiving um, food items, and we're gonna compare them to some players. Okay. So um, lots of players named. So yes. Get your pen and paper out. So the turkey, okay? Who's the turkey? The turkey is the main dish. He's the player that you're going to see that night, okay? If this was for our show, Danny, you'd be the turkey, right? Oh. Because you're the main dish. Or are you the turkey on the show? I'm the turkey okay, on the show. <laughs> he's, he's the turkey in that sense. Yes, <laughs> yes. But more, you know, fun. The main dish, the person when you go to the game, you want to watch this kid play. Who do you got? I got Cody Kroll, North Branch. How's that? I Just like throwing that. it down right, right at you. He is I'm not their... throwing Carson Rickles at you. You know, this is Cody Kroll. Here's a kid you got to see play. He's he can really make it happen. Well, if we're gonna say that, I'm gonna say Matt Gleason. Oh, when I'm seeing Creighton, I'm looking for Matt Gleason. I'm looking for 15. And this is why turkey is such like the dry dish. We hear that we gotta you gotta eat it every year. Like <laughs> Matt Gleason, everybody Matt Gleason. Like. Give me something new, okay? Okay, give him one? something juicy, Carl. Give me something juicy, Carl. What do you got? I'm going to give you Carson Rickles. Oh, my God. Golden plum. <laughs> Please, give me some ham. Give me something. Give me a main dish. Give me something juicy? Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're both good players. A player who just, you know, really still stirs the stirs the drink for his whole team. Carson Rickles really is. I was impressed and surprised that Blaine managed to win that he got a game without him, but... You can see how important he is when he's on the ice. And, you know, I, I even thought that last year when, you know, nothing against Bryce Brzezinski, but I felt like it, it was Rickles who was the one who was really making the difference at the end there for them. Oh, I had a, I had a couple toe drags in the state tournament <laughs> that were unbelievable. A kid I want to see, he's not going to be on our list, a main dish. If I go watch White Bear, I want to see Billy Rose. Yeah. He's a fun kid to watch yeah. play. All right. Okay, what's the, the next, next one. What's, the next, what's next on the menu? Okay, stuffing. Okay. So stuffing, it's the kid that shuts you down, okay? Right. Prevents you from scoring. He's the stuffing on the team. All right. Uh, Danny, you get to go first. Who's your stuffer? Well, the stuffing right now is made up in Grand Rapids, and that's Carter Clafton. <sighs> that's the best flavor stuffing right now. Yeah. He is the best of all the stuffing right now. All right. You got any uh, stuffing for us, Carl? Uh, no, I'm going to go play a different angle on this one, not with a goalie, but with a, a defenseman. And just you have a defenseman who rules the game. You know, when he's out there, he's in total control. And, you know, the other team can't, just can't really much from option. But for that, I'm going to go with Mike Heiser and over. Uh, he definitely runs the game, that's for sure. It's uh, it's fun to watch. I'm going to go back in the nets, and I'm going to pick, I think, the best goaltender in the metro area. I okay. qualified that. Uh, the best Metro goalie that we've seen so far, whether it be the Elite League or the first week of the season, is Remy Keppel. He beat Blaine uh, the other yep. night, and yep. I'm going to go with him. Fun kid to watch. Well, I think uh, the Post beat Blaine 
two. I saw oh, a three ringer. Go. Hey, I saw he's a got three his ringer. angles. He's got his angles. That's true. That okay? is very true. The very angles. True. The post is part of the angle. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Okay, the next one is the gravy. This is the player that ties the whole team together. Okay, All right, let's you hear pour it. it over everything. Carl, yes. who's your gravy? Uh, I am going to go with uh, a timely choice here. Someone uh, I saw last night. Oh, I was doing my channel circuit with Ben Steves. You know, I think there are some questions as to how well Eden Prairie would be tying together well, with some of these incoming transfers. But you saw Steve stepping right in at the hat trick. It looks like he's going to be that scoring punch for them. Really, an important piece to that team as they make their football championship run. It's funny that you brought up Nick uh, Demetrius. Kumasis, because him added this lineup, and then obviously when they get Blake back, it's going to look a lot. This Eden Prairie team is going to look like a lot like that 2018 Eden yes. team yeah. where they just kept yeah. coming at you yeah. in waves. Two lines, yeah. Two, two line first depth. lines. Yeah. You know, crazy, crazy good. Uh, I'm going to go with my ties it all together. You saw this kid, and I've seen him quite a bit, uh, from Matamidi Nikolai Dulak. Yeah, he is. he's the straw that stirs the drink for them right now. Yeah, he's, he's not the gravy. Quite, he's not quite the turkey, but you he's know, some gravy there. But he's some definitely. Ties you take him out of, together. Yeah, you take him out of that team. It's tough. They're not as good. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Who do you got? I got Charlie Strammel for Rosemount. Uh, Why? He, so because he really the addition of Strammel on this team makes it so much different than last year. And you watch this team; they all come back, right? Yeah. There's no new additions except. except when you have a six-three freshman that can move and skate, I mean that's that's the gravy. That's that's what puts you over the edge and makes it a. That's what makes you think of Thanksgiving. What's crazy about this team is uh, Owen Hendrickson, who's one of the best defensemen his age, uh, is a defenseman by trade. He's playing forward for um, Rosemont because they don't have any room on the blue line. Yeah, that that's blue line is stacked. How deep? Is Rosemount that they have Owen Hendrickson playing forward? Deep, deep. Very deep. So, well, I like those ones. All right, what else is on the menu? Okay, so the mashed potatoes. So, this was a kid. Mashed potatoes, at least at my house, you can never get enough of. You have one helping and maybe two, and then you went back for the well, and the, everything was gone. So, you can't get enough of this kid. You want to always just – you want to see a little bit more of them. This is a kid that uh, – I got one. This is a kid that I've seen play since he was a squirt. He played in the very first squirt tackler. His name is Cullen Jess. Just kind of all over the ice, big, strong, power forward. Seems to get way more out of every shift. He As the game goes on, he gets better and better as the game goes on. Uh, he's a guy that I like to watch play. I love goaltending. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at, you know, what Moorhead's going on up there with Hudson Hodges, I mean. Like I qualified that, I said Remy was the best goaltender yeah. in the Metro. I think you nailed it. The best goaltender in the, in the outstate would be Hudson Hodges. Well, I think him and Clafton are very putting, close. Very, very close. close. But yep. I, I loved what I saw at the turkey trot with Hodges. He shut down Wyzetta. He's a really good player for the Spuds this year. Yeah. Who do you got, Carl? Well, um, a moment ago we talked about life on this trail. Those defensemen who just really run games. And another one of those, I think, could be Luke Grammer. Well, Moorhead Grammer, player. another Moorhead kid. Dominant, solid player. Yeah. Hmm. I think well, yeah, we... Yeah. Um, well, we can't get to see Moorhead that much because they're out state. You know, they're a right. drive for all of us. That's right. That's so, right. I mean, that's a perfect, you know, can't get enough of mashed potato type of that's team. That's right. That's right. All right, uh, let's move on to the next menu item. Um, the next menu item is the rolls. So, Ooh, I love the rolls. My so, favorite part when I was a kid. Yeah, and same with my brother. We once had a <laughs> like a Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving. He had five crescent rolls on his plate. Okay, we five. Did, yeah, we, I could eat fifteen of them. <laughs> well, I went to get one, and they were all gone. And I look over, and I was like, Connor, and I have one. No. 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 They're, so That's the, the youngest child thing. <laughs> the rolls are the, you know, the fought over the most, the scrappiest. Yeah. You know, you got to get down in the, you know, dirty for the rolls. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. so who's your roll guy? Who's your dirty guy who's going to get out and get dirty for you? Oh, Jake Boltman. Jake Boltman yeah. will get he, – he's a grind, grindy type of player. He's going to get down and dirty in the corners. Jake Boltman strikes me as the guy who wouldn't be afraid to get in a fight in the 
in a, in a junior game or in a college game, maybe not high school because it's not there, but he'd get he would definitely stand up for a teammate. He would fight you for a couple of roles. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. All right, Carl, you're you're up next. Sure, I'm going to go with Jack Smith of St. Cloud Cathedral. Uh, you know, the Bulldog recruits is just uh, really love the guy who's just like digging in there, making things happen for them in their their run last year, and I think we'll see a lot more of the same this season. You know, Jack Smith's the kind of guy who's kind of always, from his just tell a story about his career. He's kind of always just done whatever he wanted to. You know, he he was he's, he had a weird birth birthday, it's like a June, July, July, August birthday. Played more youth hockey than than high school hockey. Kind of always d- beat to his own drum. He got uh, elected to play for the national development team. Ah, eh, no, I don't want to do that. You know, he's kind of you know. Oh, he lives in St. Cloud. He's going to go to St. Cloud State. Nope, I'm going to go to UMD. He's kind of always done his own thing. He's that kind of player who just just get out of my way. It's 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 Jack's way or the highway, and I think that that's a really good choice. Who do you um, got? I have another kid that Jack played youth hockey in the summers with, Kyle Kukinen. Uh Really fun player to watch. You know, he had the game winner. Uh, the other night against Rozo. Um, he's been a spectacular player. He's been a player of the year on our website twice as a peewee and a bantam. Just the kind of guy that you go to war with, you know, and he's the guy who's going to, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get the big W. He'll get the puck in the corner. He's not soft at all. Kinda he'll get the role. Hard. He'll get the role. No question about it. He'll get the role. Okay, and the last one, the cranberry sauce. Okay, the sweetest thing on your plate. Who makes the sweetest moves? And that's the cranberry sauce right there. Let's hear it, Carl. Who's sweet? Well, I as well uh, plug our guest who's coming on the show in a little bit here, Blake Biondi is just uh, one of the sweetest players in Washington State. Yeah, no move. doubt. Every time you see him, there's something new and fun. No doubt about it. Who do you got, Danny? I got Jake Brissini. I mean, this is a kid that makes Buffalo relevant, okay? He's making moves all over the ice and, you know, Minnesota commit and all of it, too. All right, my guy, you won't be able to see at the varsity level anytime soon. He's still playing JV. Uh, his name is Jackson Blake, and there is no oh. sweeter hands than Jackson Blake. I know you guys haven't seen a lot of him yet, but the puck is like Velcro on his stick. You can't get it off. Uh, he sets. He can set up his teammates. He can score. Um, uh, the joke that I had when he was really young, he was very undersized when he was when he was super young. I'm like, yeah, he can't break a plane of glass with a shot, but he's going to have three goals and two assists in just about every game. Uh-huh. Super fun kid to watch play. Um, I think once he becomes eligible, he'll be one of the sweetest players on the ice to watch play. Um, well, now we take our show into speaking of Blake Biondi into a, in a great interview with with Blake Biondi, our Sniper's Edge player interview. Um, thanks to uh, Sniper's Edge, you got a great Black uh, Friday uh, specials that are still going to be available through Monday or Tuesday this week. Check out uh, snipersedge.com to uh, get some great uh, hockey training aids from Sniper's Edge. Take it away, Danny. Yes, Tony, we are joined here tonight with senior forward from Hermantown and Duluth Bulldog commit, Blake Biondi. Blake, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. You guys opened up some games last week, right? You had Eveleth and you had yep. Lakeville South? or Wyzetta. 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 Yeah, Wyzetta. Okay, and wins uh, yeah. in both of them. Yeah, we ended up we ended up being uh, Eveleth on Tuesday, and then yeah, we, it was a, a thrill of a game against Wyzetta at home and beat them 4-3, and then unfortunately the, the, the blizzard came in and we couldn't get down to Lakeville South on Saturday, so. I knew that there was a Lakeville South, but yeah, how many inches of snow do you have yeah. in Hermantown? Oh, I, I think we got twenty-one or twenty-two inches. Yeah, it's crazy right now. I couldn't get out of my uh, driveway to go to church this morning. So there was a there was a picture on Twitter today. the The Pee Wee tournament got canceled because Duluth East Pee Wee Double A couldn't make it across town to Hermantown to play Woodbury. So the Woodbury kids were shoveling their way into the rink to to go skating today because they got snowed in. Jeez <laughs> oh, <geez>, Louise! <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, speaking of growing up up north in Hermantown, um, Blake, what was it like growing up in Hermantown? Who did you most look for? You know, look up to as a player because Hermantown's had so many good teams throughout your whole you know childhood. Mm-hmm. I would say. You know, did you go to the tournament every year and everything? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's 
in just a massive list of guys that have came out of the program here and and playing at a higher level. And um, you know, the one guy that I probably look up to the most was Cole Kepke. Uh, just the way he carried himself on and off the ice, and obviously on the ice, he was a superior goal scorer here in Hermantown. And I remember, yeah, I went to you know every state tournament I could, and and I think I made every single one besides like one when I had. I had, like, the flu and couldn't make it down to, like, the Wednesday game, but I made it down to the Saturday game. I think I can't remember what it was, but I made every single one. And, yeah, Cole Kapke was kind of my guy growing up and always, yeah, idolizing him. And he's done quite well for the Bulldogs, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's tearing it up right now. It's kind of a deep dive of a player. Yeah. It's not a notable Hermantown player. You know, like, he was very good in his own right, but Adam Krause, Wyamont. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of good ones. Plenty of good ones. Long list. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, Blake, you, you came back to play your senior year. Um, that's uh, – some people would say rare nowadays, right? Um, so, why did you come back? Would you say unfinished business right now with uh, your hockey career as a, um, playing high school hockey? Yeah, for sure, unfinished business. I mean, for me, growing up in Hermantown, we – uh, almost every year we're getting to the state tournament just because every year we have a great youth program and we're, when we're developing, you know, the best players around the area. And we always are ended up getting to the state tournament. And obviously, you know, my uh, sophomore year, we, we, made, we, we, we got third and we, we lost in the semi South Andrea. And that was, that was tough. And then you look at last year and we didn't make the state tournament and that was 10 times worse. So yeah, right now it's for sure unfinished business. And this is the place, you know, I think, uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, obviously, with, with this group of guys and, and this team. Um, I trust them, and, and yeah, so it's unfinished business. We're trying to win a state championship, and I just get to the state tournament. Yeah, so maybe expand on that. So when you guys are, you know, talking in the off season, are you guys – what's your focus right now? Is it making it the past sections, state? What are you guys – what's your key objective? What's that bulletin board looking like? I mean, if we're, I mean, honestly, right now, like, my, I think our team's just done a great job of focusing on each game, each practice. We honestly, but we looked at that last year, and we, I think it was too much of, oh, we, we gotta, we gotta get, we, we're, we're gonna get to state. Like, we lost, we got third last year, so we're gonna, we're gonna get to state no matter what, and then we're gonna, you know, get to the, get to the state championship game. Like, I think this year we've done all offseason, we just worked on like mindfulness and focusing on the present and. And not really thinking about like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna get to state no matter what. Like that is not how that works. Like it is extremely hard to get to the state tournament. But yes, if you're looking long term, and what the guys want deep inside is not just to state, you know, get to the state uh, tournament. It's it's to win a state championship and be the best team in the state. So, well, let's go back. Uh, this is youth hockey. I want to talk a little bit about your youth career. Uh, one of my first memories was. I've seen you play was playing in the Pee Wee Challenge. Your dad, Joe, was the coach. And you got this kid from St. Paul named Matt Gleason put in your team. Tell me a little bit about the memories. We talked a little bit before the show. What were your first thought is when you saw this kid from St. Paul kind of tear up the tournament, win the MVP, and here you were just kind of just a kid from Duluth, kind of or Duluth area, kind of taking it all in. Yeah, I mean, I remember it was, I mean, was Pee Wee, so, so super long time ago, and, and the game was different. I mean, you, it was like – like I said, like before, uh, Gleason, he, he just flew. He was the fastest guy out there. He, he, like, he was one of the first guys I saw where he had a quick twitch muscle. He was just buzzing. Like, he had a, he said that extra step on everyone. And, and at Peewee's, you can do that, right? Like, you just have that extra step, and you can just kind of go around everyone. So I remember, yeah, growing up, I mean, or, yeah, growing up, I mean, I never really remembered him. I mean, I played against him. I think that, that next year I remembered, like, oh, he, he's just as good. But I remember in Peewee's, like, even in scores, I never really remembered his, or knew knew about him, I guess. And he kind of just, yeah, he came into that in that Pee challenge and kind of took everyone by the storm and just tore it up. And I don't know how many goals he had. I mean, that was a lot. Points and goals and that thing. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember playing in that. My dad was the coach, and and Nolan Crenson was on my team, and and now I just played with him in Sioux in the USHL. So yeah, it was cool to see a lot of guys move on. From uh, it's like Pee Wee's, there's so much changes in in a matter of what five years, six years. So, so you've had a lot of these situations. Speaking of, of your youth career, a kid from another kid was was involved in that whole process. Was was um, uh, Joey Pierce? He was he was an Ely kid, 
and you probably, yeah. you probably played Lake Superior Stars with him a little bit. Talk a little bit about how that relationship has developed over the years now that he's living in Hermantown and playing with you with the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, Joey obviously is a more quiet kid, but um, so like growing up, like, yeah, he was on the, he's on the Northern Wings and I was on the Lake Superior Stars and it was always, you know, like that, that was the rival back then in the summer and, and you know, my, my best friends were playing those guys and we were always trying to beat up on them and I remember obviously you knew the guys playing with the wings because then uh, the Minnesota Slacks you come together it was a lot like the wings and, and stars came together so I remember playing with Joe and there's a quiet kid but you know one of the nicest guys absolute one of the hardest working guys I know and, and now um, last I mean he, he came here in Bantams and I got to know him really well like last year and, and the year he came and um, and obviously now he, he's not need to know him he's his personality is awesome. You know, he's just, he's just a great, great kid. And, uh, no, like I said, he's a really hard worker. So he pushes me every day and going against him in practice is huge for me. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Like I, yeah, like I said, he's just, he's a good kid and I'm really lucky to you know have him in my life now and, and playing hockey with him every day. So, all right, last question. These are, they get tougher and tougher as they go on. <laughs> um, you, you grew up, uh, the ringleader of Hermantown Hockey is the legend Bruce Plant. I'm sure at this point in your life, you've got a couple of great stories about Bruce. You want to share one with one of them with us? Yeah, I mean, uh, growing up, he, I, I was, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able, I was never able, able to be uh, coached by Coach Plant. And um, he retired the year before I, I came in as a sophomore, but I always remember, you know, like maybe I'd go out into the outdoor rink and before I'd, I'd, I'd just step in and look at the rink and see how practice was going. And I'd see Coach Plant with his mittens on, um, not actual gloves, but mittens. And I always saw him, you know, yelling, blowing his whistle. But yeah, he was, uh, he was awesome. I mean, I remember just growing up. I never really was had a close relationship, relationship with him, but, um, I know, like I, I know, I'd see him in Pee Wee's and Bantams when he came to our games against like East, and I know he, you knew he was there. Like he was the guy you want to, you know, impress. And then I guess I think it was uh, my sophomore year, and it was uh, this is one of the stories I have. But one, my sophomore year, I think, and um, I think it was after one of the first couple games of the season. I had a had a really good game, and I got moved up to play with Watkins and Herder, and. I coach uh, Coach Plant now a substitute teacher, and he was a substitute teacher at the time still. And came up to the school and he tapped me, he tapped my shoulder. He's like, "Blake, like, damn it, I, I shouldn't have retired last year. Like, I should have waited one more year to have you. Like, God, big mistake. I, you're a hell of a player. Like, I, I wish I could have you now. It sucks. I'm pissed at myself. So, yeah, I, I, I remember that story. That was that was That's funny. That's Bruce but, Plant yeah, personified right there. Yeah, really good. Really yeah, good. that was that. Yeah, so he's uh, he's awesome. All right, well, good deal. All right, so we have a pick 'em section coming up in just a second, but Danny's going to roll over some games coming up this week. You want to stick around and do some picks with us? Yeah, for sure. All right. Okay, so not as big of a week for games this week as last week. Last no. week, that was loaded. Yep. Okay, this week, Tuesday, Lakeville South and Duluth East matchup, Holy Family and Blake, Matamidi and Hill Murray. Um, Thursday, I noted uh, Prior Lake and Minnetonka, your favorite team, Prior Lake there, Tony. Yes. <laughs> and um, then on Friday and Saturday, we have, I'm just calling it the Benilde North-South Tournament. It's, yep. a, um, it's we'll, at Benilde this year. Yep, so it's at the St. Louis Park Rink. We'll cover two of those games um, in the Pickums, but um, Blake's Hermantown squad, Eden Prairie, Brainerd, and uh, Benilde all match up, kind of a North-South there. Buffalo and Moorhead play. A little bit of a bounce-back game there for the um, Bison. Um, Grand Rapids and Rozo. Evelith and Chaska. Evelith um, upset them last year, so we'll mm -hmm. see if they can do that again. Um, Andover Duluth East is on Saturday. Doesn't seem as huge big. Huge game last year. <laughs> huge game last year. Still big game in mm -hmm. Section 7, but not as big. Uh, St. Thomas Academy and Minnetonka on Saturday as well. Huge game last year. Yeah, last two years. Not as big this year. Um, and Hill Blake is also on Saturday. So there are some games. Um, some good stuff to sink your teeth yeah, into. Yeah, that's some good games. 
So that's what I got. Other than that, Tony, you want to do some pickums? Yeah, let's do some pickums. We start with the oldest to the youngest. So Blake, you got to wait, and then we kind of snake around. So eventually, you get to be the first one to pick. But I get to go first on the first one. This is a juicy one for you, Blake, because I don't know how you're going to get a right answer on this one. Greenway <laughs> travels to St. Cloud in a game that'll be broadcast on YHH. Uh, I'm going to take the defending state champs on a bake on a on a on a game. That is at the Max St. Cloud Cathedral and Greenway. I'm going to take the defending state champs there, Danny. Friday night lights. Um, I'm going to go. Greenway wants to get one back. Okay, they're, okay. they're itching. They smell blood in the water after what happened in War Road. Yeah. So I, you know, they were mad about the championship game. I'm going to go with the the Raiders on this one. Yeah, this is a rematch. So, and Carl, who's not here, he's his pick is St. Cloud Cathedral as well. So Blake, the spot. I mean, this is probably the toughest of the five because you're going to probably pick your own team. I would guess in the uh, last two picks, but we never know. It's, it's happened before. We've convinced guys. To pick against no. their own team. <laughs> All right, so who are you going to take in the Greenway Section 7A or defending state champs and the preseason number one St. Cloud Cathedral? Who you got? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Greenway right now just because they're, they're really well coached and I have a lot of respect for them. But, yeah, it's going to be a great game, obviously. And I'm going to go with Greenway. Uh, Blake, would you say that Cathedral is still a rival of Hermantown because they were in the same section for so long? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's uh, Finglana is always like those top five schools. So whenever you play them, it's always you know a big game rival, and we play them every year. So yeah, you play. Do you play them at home this year? Yep, I was at the the game at the Mac. Uh, Who scored the game winner at the Mac last year? Was that you or Joey? That was Joey. Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was a good feed. I remember that. I was sitting right there. Yep, two on one. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, next game, Danny, you get to go first in this one. White Bear Lake, Edina. This has got to be Edina, isn't it? Yes, I've seen this game, I want to say, like three years in a row, and Edina's won it every time, so it's hard to pick against the Hornets. So I'm going to go Edina on this one. Edina, and Carl picked White Bear Lake. So, Blake, it is your turn in the snake. Uh, Who do you got? White Bear Lake at Edina. I'll go eat Diana. Just it's Braemar and home game for the Hornets. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> Literally, that's my exact word. So like ah, uh, begrudgingly, I'll take Edina, but I don't want to. Kind of voice. Does does the yeah, whole yeah. and then the whole Braemar thing, right? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I mean, it's Edina. They're always good. So we'll go. Well, yeah, I'm going with Edina. Does the home ice advantage of Braemar mean that it starts 45 minutes later after the scheduled time? It always that, does. Is that the home ice advantage that you're I referring to, is. Tony? I think it is. <laughs> Speaking of that, now here's another tough one. I, I can't wait to hear, hear Blake's answer on this one. Uh, Waro, do they travel to Rapids? No, Rapids oh. makes the trip. Oh, up so they're going to play Rozo too, right? Yeah. So this yeah. is an annual thing yep. that Rapids. So they'll does. go up and play both those guys. So Grand Rapids travels to Warroad. Carl has Grand Rapids. Uh, who do you think is going to win this one, Blake? Um, uh, yeah, if, if Rapids is going up to Warroad, and, and Rapids is hot right now, but Warroad just had a big win against Cathedral. So, yeah, I'm going to Warroad for sure. I mean, they had it all the way up north. That's, that's tough. So. All right, well. We'll, we'll sidetrack just a little bit here because I when, when I was writing out these picks, I'm like, oh, if he picks Rapids, his dad's going to probably take his allowance away, right? <laughs> yeah, probably, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was, there was no right answer again on this one. We really got you tricked on a lot of these picks. Because so. <laughs> I think Rapids is the hot team. I don't care where the game is played. I think as of right now, the hottest team in the Northern Hockey is Grand Rapids, and I'm going to jump on that that train too and go Grand Rapids. I got to go Thunderhawks. They're riding a nice wave right now, and I want to see if they can keep this going all the way to the Holiday Classic in a couple weeks. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, we weren't really planning. I wasn't planning on seeing a lot of Holiday Classic, but now I now Now it's got juicy. Now it's got juicy. Blake uh, Rapids Elk River. Edina EP of their, their holiday classic down in Edina the weekend before Christmas every year. And now with Rapids coming on strong, it's going to make it more of a juicy matchup. So, All right, now we're left to your games, and you get to go first in this one. It's your turn. This is the first game, right, where you take on Benilde St. Margaret's. And I believe last year you guys beat Benilde, didn't you? Or they beat you they up beat, in Brainerd? They beat them, right? Uh. 
Yeah, two years. No, two years ago we beat Benilla. The last year they, they beat us. Yes. Okay, so you're looking for revenge. Believe, yeah. They're one of the top ten oh, teams in the state for sure. Um, who do you yeah. got in the uh, Benilde Hermantown game? Oh, for sure, Hermantown Hawks. They'll <laughs> be buzzing for sure. It's so that's that's a no brainer. All right. Um, I, I I gotta agree with you. I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I'm going Hermantown <laughs> all the way too. I, I hard, you know, you've been a great guest, and and why not? You know, I'm I'm gonna go Hermantown yeah. as well. There you go. Not because I'm being a good guest. I think we're just going to be the better team that night. <laughs> well, that too. That too. Sure. I'm going to have to agree with Blake here. <laughs> you know, they're the class of Class A. They right? always have been. Oh well, uh, almost always. Always, but they are always up there. I mean, revenge factor. Beat them in their own house. This is definitely Hermantown's game. This is the kind of thing. That's the kind of thing Hermantown does, isn't it? It's exactly what Hermantown does. They beat the Double A champs all the time. All right. Yes, they do. Yep. Yes, they do. All right, here we go. Uh, Carl, a Duluth East grad, he picked Hermantown too. <laughs> wow. He laid it down on you now. No pressure. Wow. No pressure at all. All right. Do you want to give him the first go on this yeah, one Yeah, let's do All that. right, we'll let you – since your team, you guys play the proverbial number one. I mean, this is the perennial, the number one team in the state. How many D1 commits? 20? Uh, yeah, they're Probably. almost all D1 commits. You got – Eden Prairie on Saturday. Eden Prairie on Saturday. Who do you get pick? Well, I'm going with the Hawks and uh, Hawk yeah, or an Eagle. Obviously, going to be a Hawk or an Eagle. Going to be a tough game. What? Hawk or an Eagle? Oh, the Hawks. Oh, Hawk. Okay, but, all right. I just want to make sure. I think, no, I didn't say Eagles. No, we're going. We're going to the Hawks. No, <laughs> we're winning. We're winning. Well, Carl has Eden Prairie. Who do you have, Danny? You know, I I look at this game, and Eden Prairie's just a superior team. Just top to bottom. You know, you D1 players UP? all the way. Just I, They don't even compare. I don't even think that Hermantown can skate with them. You said something earlier on the other pick. <laughs> <laughs> you said something earlier on the other pick that the single-A teams always beat the double-A teams. I'm going Hermantown. I'm going to go Hermantown on this one because they do. <laughs> they do. Okay. It happens all the time. Happens in girls. Happens in boys every year. I'm going with it, too. I'm going to go Hermantown with the double upset. They're going to beat both the top ten teams in the state. So then, you joined. <laughs> but this is probably the strongest yeah. Class A class that we've ever had. Look at the yeah. number The number of Division One commits that are playing Class A this year yeah. is unprecedented. So I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to wave the Class A flag this weekend and go Hermantown. I want to do a show yeah. maybe next week about Class A and kind yeah, of do a I think deep we dive just because you look at your team, Blake, is just that's a great squad, Cathedral, Greenway, War Road, Eveleth. East Grand Forks, Eveleth. I mean, that Eveleth squad gave you guys a good, pretty good test there, Blake. Yeah, they did. I mean, they, they had some guys that can really go. They played a – in a hard, gritty system. So, yeah, it's, uh, they're always going to be a good game, too. So Yeah, this is good. This was really good. I think it's a great year. Um, we had a great guest tonight. Uh, Blake, you were awesome. Really appreciate you uh, dialing us in from Hermantown. Danny, great show as usual. Huge shout-out to our sponsor, uh, our, our sponsor, uh, uh, Red and Black League and Sniper's Edge. Uh, and Carl did a great job on the show as usual again tonight. Thank you, Carl. And uh, thank you, Blake, for, for joining us this week. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. See everyone at the ring. Good luck, Blake, this week. I've got Ferraris, Maseratis, drive all over the place. I drink martinis, never seen these looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater